0: All right, good evening. So, have hope everyone had a great day. Meaningful day. felt tal today. Had a, a day of on We're going to work on it to make it even better. Truth is, you know, I was actually mentioning, just parenthetically, that uh, I'm like way sleep-deprived. Way sleep-deprived. And the truth is, when I woke up this morning, I was like... <laughs> I'm tired already. You're like I have a long day in front of me. Like, how am I going to get through today? And uh, Baruch Hashem, yeah. And also on top of that, it, there is this aspect, of course, of B'tochon, and that is having faith. Because ultimately, if a person doesn't have it, as mentioned previously, it's not just that. the Let's imagine my day, okay. I woke up and I was exhausted. And you can only get five. I mean actually, there are people maybe when they're seven years old. You get five hours of sleep consecut- consecutively for many nights, but usually you get tired and you start getting. So let's imagine. Of course, a person should get sleep. <laughs> right, we're obligated to take care of ourselves. But let's say you don't have that sleep and you're tired. You have a whole day ahead of you. Two reactions, or well many reactions, but two basic reactions. You could be miserable. I can't believe this. And almost be a self-fulfilling prophecy. Or a person can say, listen, right now, it doesn't look so good. It does, I you know, I, I, it does, I don't feel great about this, but listen, I have a day, Hashem's gonna help me out. Mm-hmm. Imagine, we all know, if we're in any circumstance, if Hashem wants to help us out, we can help us out. And uh, for the mothers here, or, the, or people who had babies recently, or people who are gonna have babies, this is very important. Right? You wake up in the middle of the night, like, how get after the next day? Uh, it, every baby that wakes you up at night, that's from Hashem, right? So Hashem will give us the capacity, the power to do it if we have a uh, bitachem Hashem. So, as I mentioned, even in our daily me- in our daily day, right, with all our difficulties, right? a will allow us, empower us to do it. So let's just pick off where we left off next time. We're actually going to start getting into the mechanics of it. So the last benefit the last benefit of bitochon is umehen simchaso, call inyan she'atek love, a person who has trust in Hashem, a person who is cognizant and aware that everything that they get in their life, again after we've done our due diligence, right, we do what we're supposed to. Do. Every single thing that happens to us it's from Hashem, and not only is it from Hashem. Hashem is giving us exactly what we need to be, have at the point of life where we are. What's perfect for us means, again, I'll reiterate this many, many times. We're obligated to do our hishtalas. We're obligated to do our due diligence, right? You're not going to get married if you go on a date and you, you know, are ladies. If a man goes on a date and puts on makeup, you'll get married for other reasons. But if a woman, <laughs> if a woman doesn't put on makeup uh, and doesn't put on, uh, goes on a date without makeup. And she goes to a date, and she doesn't talk. She just sits there. Guy says, "Hi, how are you?" Ah. You know, we don't rely on miracles, right? Um, if you want to make a living, right? You want to do make a living. Let's say you can't lock yourself in a room and expect a month to fall, right? Maybe if you are shemim bo yochai, but for ninety nine ninety nine percent of even tzaddikim, that's not happening, right? You got to actually go out there <laughs> and make a living, right? And yeah, now you have to go there. You have to have the capacity to do that if you want. To raise children, well, you gotta actually raise them. You can't put kids in a room, you know, and imagine they're gonna come out okay. They're gonna come out okay, but after we've done, what we're supposed to do. We we can we can try to date, we can try to, you know, make a living. And many people try and it doesn't happen. Right? Or many people go through different circumstances. Or many people go to work, you know, in a, in a mood they want to have a great day, and things just don't happen that way. They want to drive on the Uh, on on the road, they expect everything to be clear, they expect, you know, the the worst thing, the biggest shock when you have kids, is you expect children just to listen like this, right? Mm -hmm. And wouldn't it be nice, you know, it's a famous story, someone once came to the Briskarov, the Briskarov was one of the great sages of the past generation, and he was telling him, Rebbe, my kids, they wake me up, they don't listen, they do this, they do this, and I have tsar, Gidl-banen. So, tsar gidol banim is when chazal say, it's really, you really, really travails, really difficulty with your children, serious difficulty. So, the risk looked at him and he says, Well, you're telling me it's not tsar gidol banim? It's gidol banim, that's how you raise children. The reality of the children is they wake you up at night, right? The reality of the children is you, 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 you have difficulties. But, if you know that every kid, this is important, person has a child, every child that a person has, some children are different temperaments. Hashem gives you that child for you, custom delivered, <laughs> and your husband, custom delivered for you. I, again, if you if a person's negligent, and I, a few years ago, actually one day I'm gonna have to do this for ladies. I promised I would do it, so I, uh, I have to do it. I gave on Shavuos night to the men about you your bashert. You always marry the one you're supposed to. So I did that 3 a.m. to 5 a.m. just to keep people up. It's an interesting topic, right? Right, the concept is what's predetermined, what's predestined, and what's free will. And obviously there's free will. Like if somebody gets intermarried, <laughs> that I chose to get intermarried. It's not your it's not sure If somebody... You could marry the wrong person. It's possible. Let's say you go out, you really try your hardest. You look, what is want, And you marry a person? That's the person you're supposed to marry. <laughs> right? You, you, a person follows the Torah's directions. You don't meet him in a bar. You went on a shidduch, you did the research... You went out with him. You looked into him. Right? You looked into the family. Wasn't a blind date, right? And you 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 marry the person, and he seemed normal. He seemed okay, and then you realize he's a man, right? And, and I, I, uh, uh, that's who you're supposed to marry. And so everything we get when a person lives with that reality, you know, if you if, when you live with that, your child, this child, everything about him is what you're supposed to deal with in your life. Your sickness, you have asthma, that's your, that's your path. That's what you're supposed to deal with. Some people have a hard time, children have an easy time. Some people get knowledge very easily. They have a great brains, and other people, it takes time over and over and over again. Well, with the personality, their the, the nature, and their nurture, but also, on a daily basis, the Hu gives us exactly what we're supposed to have for us, to be successful, when that takes we we, That takes a belief in Hashem, and everything that we get is exactly what we're supposed to have. So when we have that, right? Uh, you live differently. You're in this world. <laughs> it's not just a psychological trick. It's a reality. When a person lives with trust in Hashem, Hashem runs the world, and we get where it's supposed to. You live differently. And if God would tell you every night what you happened to you today, I gave you. And now that I give it to you, it was exactly perfect for you. Wouldn't you be happy? I have a question. And this is not my idea. This is the Balimuster. Imagine the following thing. You have a difficult day. And because for every difficult day you have, in real life, people in this room, not, you know, would get $5 million a day for a difficult day. And it would say, no, $5 million, you could have a good life. Imagine you do it five million dollars besides giving five hundred thousand dollars to the show, You know? Right? Imagine the other, imagine the other four million and five hundred thousand dollars what you would do. Right? So, you would be a person who be excited. A person knows Hashem gives them exactly what they need. A person's man. Even if it's like something that goes against your grain. Something that's difficult. Even if it's like something that goes against your grain. Something that's difficult. But the person has trust that Hashem gives them exactly what they need. Exactly what's perfect for them. Whether it's because we need sometimes the difficulties in life are because it's kaparasavonos, It's atonement for sin. Better atonement for sin in this world. Sometimes it's to work on our character. To change us. To make us bigger. To make us better. Sometimes it's to give us a connection to Hashem. There are people, I know, when I remember in Yeshiva, people's whole lives changed when they started dating. These guys, not, you know, every man changed when they get married. I'll tell you a secret. Boys, before they get married, are hopeless, right? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely hopeless. I. How do I know that? I was in a dorm. You look at these dorms, you can't imagine in a million years that these guys, right? How are they gonna, you know, <laughs> I don't, I'm being taped so I'm not gonna tell stories about this stuff, but, right? <laughs> but, I can stop it. Yeah, you should know you saved your husbands. You saved them. They'd be eating like, you know, pe- peas and, you know, canned food the rest of their lives. they will never make their beds. I can go on about this. Right? So, but it's every everyone gets exactly the character development. For the boys, they have to learn to be meticulous about other things. For girls, communication, children. Everything's there. Something is go against our grain. It's there to make us bigger people in this world, better people in this world, more fantastic. But also, sometimes the difficulties allow us to daven to Hashem. You know what it means to have a life where a person doesn't daven to Hashem? Four parents in the room, people fortunate to be parents, every child is there to daven for. <laughs> every time your kid has a tough time in school, you're supposed to daven for your child. Every time you're nervous, what's going to be? You're supposed to daven for your child. Every day. Not once a year. <laughs> right? Hey, this is what, this is what the struggle, it's not to go to PTA conferences only. Of course you have to do that. It's not, again, just like you can't get married and go to a date, you know, and be quiet. But you still also Adav Hashem. Right? Every difficulty in life, you want to get married, you got Adav right? you sham you, you, you want to make a living. Right? You're in marriage. You want to connect to to whatever it is. Do Dhamma Hashem and feel the difficulties right? allow us Talk, connect, and sometimes that's what it's there for. But when a person has that, right, they're not broken. What do you mean broken? What does it mean to be broken? Some people really become broken. And other people, they mourn. <laughs> how do they, what do they mourn? I said last week, really it should be that every day of our life is beautiful. Every day of our life is fantastic. We should say at the end of the day, it's now 8.30, how lucky I was. You know, how many days of a person's life do they have? <laughs> if they're lucky, 35,000 days. 35,000 days is not that much. <laughs> That's a long life. 35,000 days. A very long life. Right? How many days do you have? 35,000 days. Maybe if you're 40,000, if you're a li- really, really long, you'll be a Guinness Book of World Records. Right? How many days do we have? He should be the mourn a day. So people mourn. How, why do people mourn? Everyone's mourning at some level in life. What happens? When... You're in school, you want to be in a different school. So you mourn a little bit. You know, you want to get married, you mourn, I want to get married. My friends, I've met girls who want to get married, and they mourn. <laughs> they, they wait for life, they mourn. Some other people want to have children, they mourn. They have three other children, they sit there and they don't enjoy it. They mourn their lives at some stake. People want this job, they mourn. Why <laughs> oh, don't I get this job? They mourn their lives. People marry, they compare themselves, they mourn. <laughs> they mourn their lives. It means... Uh, they're, they're not sa- Freilich you know what Freilich means not. You, don't, you don't speak Freilich in Paris it's a freedom. don't speak Yiddish with uh, Tunisians don't speak Yiddish no Moroccans the Algerians they don't speak Yiddish over there <laughs> this is Klein's family probably 50 years ago in Paris right Right. Not in the Pletzl they used to speak Yiddish once upon a time before they had falafel they had Knesses uh, <laughs> right And that means happy. Happy! You know what it means to be happy? Happy means to go through life and feel Hashem in your life. It doesn't mean you're content when you're not where you're supposed to be. But it means if today I don't have a child, or today my child's bad, or today, because you can't choose for your children. (laughs) If your happiness is going to be dependent on your children, I have big bad news for you. (laughs) You're going to have tough days ahead, ahead right if that's really, it doesn't mean you shouldn't worry about your children and focus on tefillah, but you have to know that Hashem gave you this child and you're supposed to deal with it you have to know if you have a physical ailment right physical sickness right You that's your test it doesn't mean you shouldn't dive in every day to get better and go to Dr. Emanova who will give you the right do- for the kids or to whoever doctor Dr. Hartman right <laughs> right, right? right? of course you got to go take care of yourself but, you have to feel Hashem in your life. You gotta know that this challenge, and of course, if a person's not taking care of themselves, <laughs> then you gotta change your lifestyle. <laughs> that's your fault. <laughs> no, that's not coming from Hashem. As I mentioned, you smoke, you're killing yourself, right? You go ahead and do reckless deeds, you're, you're hurting yourself. That That's not bitaka. That means, that you gotta change, right? But, well, we gotta, for ourselves, a person knows that everything they have in their lives, it's a freedom, right? There are people, who end up living in a house or living in a place and they mourn. They mourn. Now, I mentioned this, I think it's a small vignette. I, I used to go on dates, right? My wife I was first boy, so she made me wait. I dated many times. So, and very often you go on a date, right, and you get on a date and I'm telling you a few times, minute number one. Over. <laughs> Nothing to talk about. And not the girl wasn't a fantastic, she might be a million times better than me. But it wasn't for me. It didn't make a difference. I could have told you in one minute. I was, but actually, that was not year one of dating. I was like year three. I, by then, I, I had it down to a science, okay? I knew very well what I was looking for. And I knew very well, I, I, you know, you know, right before I got married, seven girls. And not that I was a heartbreaker at all. Was, I was at that point, I was like, I had seven girls. I had six girls. that went out once, one girl, twice. And just, it wasn't for me. I, I had total clarity at that point in my life what I was looking for and I knew what was not for me that was like in the, the beginning so, but I'd go out with the girl boss is still a Jewish girl i have to give her a good time <laughs> and I knew five minutes in that it's going to be a long night right? it's going to be four hours I and I'm not going to make her feel at all uncomfortable because right? she did nothing wrong she's a nice sweet could be attractive could be much more religious much better than me. Chassid, whatever it is but it's not for me I, she did nothing wrong, right? I, I, we both met each other to try it. So what am I going to do? Four hours. I'm going to make the best out of it, right? I'm going to say, what can I learn from this? And, I, and I'll tell you, I learned many things from people I've never married. They're interesting. They had qualities to learn from. And everything in life is like that, right? Every difficulty. I, I mentioned that about marriage before because I think uh, you know, when it's marriage it's a good illustration and when we talk on it, it's so necessary child children very necessary day in day out is necessary when I was dating because so I just mentioned it, it took me a while I looked at myself I'm telling you I said something to my friend so I used to think uh, one day I'd be a mashkirch of yeshiva I'd be like a spiritual dean of yeshiva that's at one point in life I thought I'd end up doing that and that makes it all who still takes us right so I said I'm gonna in fact when I didn't get married right away now three years, whatever it was, everything I'm going to learn how to recommend other people how to date. I'll be an expert at this. I'll have an expertise for my situation to give over, and it's true. I had more expertise in this area because I read every book on the matter. I, I was like reading books on and shidduchin, and, and I was learning from it. And everything life's like that, right? When you're sick, you could appreciate. Other areas in, in life and health. But the point is, when a person realizes everything comes from the happy. You're freilich. What's freilich? I'm happy. happy. <laughs> so Soon <laughs> <unbelievable. laughs> you'll be teaching Yiddish. <laughs> uh, right? So go, go, to, go at your home to, to Gershon tonight. Say, Bistu freilich. See what he says. <laughs> right? So, Hashem gives us everything for good. Kasher Tasa Aim, just like a mother. Achol who takes care of her son. Birichit when she washes him. when she changes his diaper. A baby sometimes has to get washed, take a bath, change the diaper. I remember one of my kids had um, eczema. Put on this cream. Every the cream would go it'd sting a little bit, you know, in the beginning. And they would they would, they would cry. A little, little baby. So, I think hydrocortisone, they use hydrocortisone, right? So, but is, who, is it good for the best? The baby? Yeah, they, of course it is. It's making it better. doesn't mean it doesn't sting. It it's not uncomfortable. And we have to realize Hashem gives us the same thing. Anything Hashem gives us is exactly what we need for, for where we are that day. Exactly. We have that. We react to it much better. Right? And we're successful with it. Right? We're successful in it. Right? But every time we have a difficulty with ch- children, we're supposed to say, of course we have to discipline children. A child not disciplined, is you." Really, it's it's responsibility. <laughs> of course, even with any discipline, there's no, it's, it's no science here. It's not, it's not mathematics. Every you, can, you have to do your part, but the rest you have to rely on Hashem. Right? But the, the, the challenges is from the Kodesh Baruch right? The challenges are from Hashem. And this is our child. We have to have to talk about Hashem. The same thing. I, I wasn't quiet. I felt, I felt you, Hashem, in my life, like a mother taking care of a child. I mean, sometimes a child is uncomfortable. The mother bathes, the mother takes care of him. But I knew everything you did to me, Hashem, even the difficulties when I got the flu, right? Can you imagine seeing the flu, Baruch Hashem? I got the flu. Really? But that's how David Moth lived. David Nach didn't go to a guy who has a flu and say Shalom Aleichem and shake his hand and then wipe it on his mouth. Right? He didn't, he didn't get himself sick. But if David Nach put on Purell and he still got the flu, right? And he put out the flu shot and he still got the flu. Hashem, got the flu Because said, I got the flu. It's best for me. He then took everything to get rid of the flu. Right? Every kind of medicine. What do you take for the flu? What's the best thing to take? Tamiflu. we got free medical advice. See? Anyone listening to this got the best medical advice for Tamiflu. Yeah, it's a winning, winning proposition. There. So... first 48 hours? First 48 hours. So the first 48 hours don't if you'd be alive today, you get Tamiflu. But you know what? At those 48 hours why he has the flu or Why do I have this flu right now? Maybe it's why I appreciate my life. Maybe it's why I'm better to think more. Maybe it's there. Maybe it's there. To appreciate the days i and healthy, But he wasn't doing this. I can't believe this happened to me. Why me? I have so much to do. I can't believe this. Why? I'm miserable. And you know what happens to you when you want to be miserable? You're miserable. <laughs> you sit there and you mourn. Uh, uh, right? Now sometimes there's physical pain. Of course. But the reaction, the reality, if your person recognizes even a flu, the person gets it it's for their best. It's a different galaxy. You know why it's for their best? Some Hashem. Nada. Nothing. No Nada, by the way? Across the Pyrenees Mountains. Right? Nothing happens without good reason. Nothing. Zero zilch in a person's life. Even having to the whole world, you got the flu, and Hashem gave you the flu. I, your neighbors, had it. If you weren't supposed to get it, you wouldn't get it. And therefore, a person who has to be talchad, Lives a happy life. They, of their forty thousand whole days in this world, they don't waste a day. How sad it is! Really, and you know about? i a rav. The best thing, the best job perk, the best job perk of being a rav, being a rabbi, is you get to live vicariously. You get to see how other people react to things. It teaches you. <laughs> right? You can't kind people of come into my office and they're crying and I'm. Sometimes there's legitimate reasons, but they, they make themselves miserable. They see other people positive, right? And feeling, you said Hashem gave me this, and same thing, same, same reality. Why is one person miserable, and one person, one person using their days, and one person mourning and paralyzed because they're mourning? Or, very often just less productive. So they they don't even know what it means to walk around with a smile on their face. <laughs> they don't know what it means to be living life, right? You know, it, I, I I once said it, it says that, that at the end of time, the Talmud says a makkus, right? That's going to be sadik be- That a righteous person will live with his faith. It's very explanation of what that means, but I don't want to explain it. Is sadik be- the only way you can live? So you have faith. Someone can truly appreciate life. It's to have a moon of Hashem. Is to walk around feeling Hashem in your life and that everything otherwise, you know what, when things are going smoothly and nicely and greatly, you're happy. And you know what happens when it doesn't happen that way? You're upset. You know what happens when things go beyond your control because you can't control your kids? Ladies, I know you're very good. You can't control your husbands, right? You can't do it. You can try you can try to teach them. Right? You can, you know, you can, you can train them a little bit, but you can't control them. Right? You can't control, you know, if you get sick always. It's not up to you. Right? And when you get older and you have other ailments, you can't control that. It's part of old age. If you want to be safri, then you want to live. You to, I, I, I said this actually. My mother was at the table this Shabbos. She was taught by Rubenstein that, uh, you know, her my my grandparents were major, major Holocaust survivors. You know, not nah, they were Polish Jews. Six years of the Holocaust. My mother's parents, you know, both were married before the war, both lost their first spouses, my grandfather, not only did he lose his spouse, he saw his wife and son and daughter shot in front of his eyes. Okay, <laughs> you can never imagine. I can't imagine after that, right? My my mother's mother, who had lost her husband, who had my aunt was born when I talk about miracles? Nineteen forty two in Poland. Right? You know, there was three plus million plus Polish Jews. Those are in the German side in the beginning of the war were were only thirty thousand survived. Let me say 000, 3 million Polish Jews survived. They, most of them were ended up ended up in Russia. They went to Siberia, like my other my father's parents. Were, she wanted 30,000. My aunt was born in, in Poland in 1942. My grandmother gave give up to a guy, to a Gentile, for the first three years of her life, and she used to go visit her. Okay? So my mother was talking about Rubenstein. They're talking about the Holocaust, and they're saying, my mother said she never, and she, you know, you know, even though my grandmother grew up Hasidish, after the war she had six years of no Shabbos, nothing. She wasn't as Hasidish, but she, on to Orit, said she grew up with a Muna. Why? Because my grandmother always talked about God. Always. <laughs> always talked about Hashem. Right? She would talk to my mother as a little kid. She would talk to her about Hashem. Right? And even today, my mother said, this is true, I was just there a few weeks away in Florida, that my, my grandmother has dementia. She's 102 years old. This grandmother survived the Holocaust. And sometimes she doesn't even recognize her. She's in and out. Right? But she still speaks about God. She still speaks about Hashem. Hashem and as I said I think I said this in the previous class to me she always said Hashem, thank God for every day thank God for every day hey, thank Hashem for every single day that's the life of the on. that's feeling Hashem in your life you, then you don't waste a day of your 40,000 you don't waste a day there's no bad days there's nothing seen as a bad day in the life of a Jew it can't be that at night you start a terrible day There's no such thing, and if a person's do, if a person's feeling that way, well, you gotta listen to this class over and over and say this more and more because something's off. That's not the way a Jew lives in this world. We're not supposed to have terrible days. Now I'm I'm speaking lofty right now. All right, this is the goal. The goal is to feel Hashem in our lives and to realize there are sweet days and sour days, but there are always good days, right? Uh, it, always good days, every day is a good day, every day is a great opportunity okay that's the last bit of the talk so now he's the, he's the, the author says now the say, next seven chapters right. and it just explained all the benefits of having trust in Hashem and all of its uh, side benefits in spirituality, because if you want to be a spiritual person, you can't have otherwise you can't function in this world. And in this world, as we spoke about the first three classes, now I'm going to start going into how you get Bitochon, or what, what Bitochon is. So seven chapters. The first is, what is Bitochon? That's the shortest, that's about a paragraph. The second, what allows us to have faith in people? And for, uh, from teaching what allows us to faith in people, we can see uh, what allows us to faith in Hashem. Number three is what prerequisites do we have to have to have high levels of bittachon, right? There are certain prerequisites to have high levels of bittachon. Um, what should you when should you have a tachan? What kind of situations in life? The fifth chapter we'll discuss is um, how you deal with the monetary world. Because part of the challenge in life is when you're when you're when you're obligated to make a living, right, and to work. What's the typical reaction? Well, I did this, right? And you you start to trust in Hashem, yourself and not Hashem. Like I went to this university. I got the job. I had a good LinkedIn account. I, I, I hustled, and I bustled, and I, I it's very, so where do you, the, you know, the, 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 define Hashem in yourself? What the, and in that, actually, he'll discuss how you know you do what the right job for yourself. What kind of you should you do? At what point do you leave your job? These type of things he'll discuss. Uh, number six is, um, as far as living in the physical world, and material world, and uh, things like that, and number seven are things to take away from in this world. So that's the, the weeks ahead. Number one, what is Bitaachon? Even though we've been talking about all the benefits of Bitaachon, what's real Bitachan? So Achamalos and Remember, we started the first week, and we said there's Emuna, which is belief in Hashem. If anyone doesn't have Emuna, this class is not for them, because this class is assuming we believe in Hashem. Right. Uh, Actually, the author of this work, the beginning of the work, talks about belief in Hashem. Actually, the Chovas talks about seeing God in the world, in nature, and in philosophical proofs of God as well. But the assumption is at this point we believe in Hashem. But even if you believe in Hashem, is and I mentioned at length about Orthodox Jews, and I was a little surprised how can I say this at one point, right? That there's a lot of lack of bitachan. How do I know it's lack of Because I know very potty Jews that come to my office crying about things that if they be talking about Hashem, I'm not talking about crying about real concerns, but not feeling Hashem in their lives. Right? Making people making decisions or not making decisions because they're talk on in Hashem. Bittaqan is trust in Hashem, right? There are people and I said some people don't do mitzvahs because they're worried about other people. Some people don't take go, do the right decisions where they live because they don't have Bitakhan Bitalkhan. Tachan means trust in Hashem. Tachan is not believing in a God. Tachan means living in that reality, living in our decision making, and living in our demeanor and happiness, and how we function, right, and how we and how we react. That is trust. So, how? What's trust? Most habitachan. The essence of b'tachan of trust in Hashem is menuchas nefesh habotech. Okay. Tranquility of the one who trusts now, of course, some people are blessed with more of a calm, cool demeanor by nature that's a gift by the way it's not always a gift sometimes they become lethargic and apathetic and they lack drive but there's a there's part it can be utilized as a gift like anything else. Some people are by nature warriors right? and some people are, are are not by DNA but they grew up like Holocaust survivor mothers are usually worriers, right? They're much more, wor- they're more, they're traumatized, so they worry more, right? People, there are people who are worriers because of the way they're brought up. Um, I don't want to pick on the Russians, but uh right, you know, yeah, they worry more. Like, no, Mr. stolen. Yeah, Russian mothers, <laughs> right? I mean, they're, they're uh, yeah, they hold them, right? Uh, they want to get to school like Harvard or even better, Penn, right? This is not, <laughs> right? So, it's serious stuff over here. They worry about their kid the day they're born. Like, the, you're not cleaning up yourself. How are you going to get married? What are you doing? This kid's like three years old. What, you're not going to get married. You know, what, you, what is this? You know, jokes aside, so that, that, there is a nature and there is a nurture of people of comments. We're not talking about that because guess what? Anyone under pressure and everyone gets under pressure, Right? So how are you going to deal with it? How are you going to? So we talk on it. Because everyone, by the way, has their own things they're nervous about. Some people get very nervous when they publicly, when they public speak. When they have public speaking. They really get nervous. And the same person in dealing with a deal or a private deal, a few, few people, the king of the room, you know, the queen of the room, no problems. Piece of cake. Running a ship, they can do it publicly. Can't do it. Other people, they can public, they can do it, they have no public speaking. But, the minute they have to do something that's out of their comfort zone, right, you know, like, you know, like, they can't do it. You ask, you ask person to change the light. I don't know how to change the light. The person gets nervous. You know, like, I'm telling you, I've seen people do this. I can't do this! You know, I can't do this! You know, I have one kid who whenever I ask him something out of their comfort zone, that child, like, breaks down. Like, completely breaks down. Like, you, this same kid can do wonderful things in, in other areas. But I tell them, say, if they're not natural. I can't do it. Like, I can't. Well, don't tell the same thing. And some people are comfortable and others. And B'tachah means persons always calm in, in all situations. Doesn't mean guaranteed success. What, why is this? So first thing is, what um, your She'yasav ha'tav ma'anachalo be'ini nashayiftach to us if a person trusts in Hashem that he'll fulfill what he told you, that he's gonna live it. And I'll, get, I'll explain this in it more in a moment. right? Um, and Hashem knows what's our for our best. And we we'll uh, right? Hashem is cognizant, he knows what's our best, and he's able to do it. Masha ma'sha'amor. God will do what he said. V'yasem Right? If God says, keep Shabbos, you'll get a bracha. And of make a difference if you living in 1920. You, know, right? you won't lose by keeping Shabbos. You'll only get bracha. Right? You will only get bracha from keeping Shabbos. Period. Right? Why were the Jews who needed a job and broke Shabbos? Because they were nervous. <laughs> and they were rightly so nervous. If you're leaving in 1931 in New York City and you had just come over the boat, and it's now in the middle of the Great Depression, and there are a few jobs, and you're living in a tenement in the Lower East Side, it was very hard. <laughs> it was very hard. Keep the, Shabbos. But the person that said, oh, Hashem says keep Shabbos, I'm not going to lose out. I'm not going to out sneez. Today, for a woman, for a Jewish woman, for a, a with it person, not so easy to keep this At all. Right? Some people, for, in certain circles, it's hard for think to get, get married. Some people on their jobs to be accepted. Shem says, keep No, no, You're not going to lose by doing mitzvahs. Show me a mitzvah you did at all. First thing you have to be talking about, I'm not going to lose by doing mitzvahs. You'll lose if you don't do mitzvahs. <laughs> you'll for sure lose in the next world because you broke Hashem's Torah and you're going to lose in this world you may not see it right away you may think you'll get away with it you may laugh it off but as soon as we talk on Hashem I won't lose by doing this. I, I, how do I know Mashiach going to come Mashiach, Mashiach going to come <laughs> there's no doubt it's part of the Torah I, 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 I'm not worried about that so a person when they have the Torah, right, that they're going to do um, something that, that's guaranteed Guaranteed if you keep Shabbat, a abracha. Show me yoday Chazal tell us, <laughs> right. I'm gonna pick on this, per, this person. The woman told me, right? She's not gonna cover her head to worry about her family. So, so, what are you worried about? Hashem says, do a mitzvah. I'm not, one person tells me, right, that, that they're not that level, or they're not comfortable yet. So the truth is, that's a real calculation. And because, you need to do mitzvahs happily. If you're not happy with doing a mitzvah, then you won't do it in the long term and it will affect who you are. It's something to sh- every, every you know, I'm on tape I'm happy to say this every Jewish lady should aim to cover their hair who's married. Why? Because it's part of the Torah. Yeah, if you're not there today you gotta get there. Maybe five years maybe ten years but you gotta get there. Right? Every Jewish lady has to wear a skirt. Why does it wear a skirt? That's part of the sneeze. You're not there today I'm, I'm, I, you gotta get there. Not there today you gotta get there. So, me, and sometimes it takes a have a woman walks in here coming from you know Reformed Temple uh, whatever what's it called Emanuel I huh. hey it's Hashem's name in the temple like that Hashem right you see, I'm not going to tell her day one she's not going to keep shopping or kosher i tell her going to tell her to, to do this she's very far away from that and she's used to things it takes a long time but that's what you have to get but then you tell me I can do it but I don't want to. I'm worried. What are you worried about, Hashem? What are you worried about, Hashem, That's not a good. I'm not telling you. I'm not telling you to understand it. I'm, I'm empathetic. That person has to talk about Hashem. They're comfortable doing it. Right? Going back to what I said, you can ruin who you are and your potential for silly reasons. What well, you know, if you're if you can do well in school, right? You're you're worried to go to a good school because your friends aren't going, so you sell yourself short in life, right? You can go to an outstanding school like Columbia, okay? Not as good as Penn, but it's still an outstanding school, right? Columbia University, but I'm not going to go to Columbia, and I'm nothing against, by the way, uh, Foothill College, but all my friends are going to Foothill, right? You you may have just was that a good decision? A terrible decision. You know, if you could do something more, of course you do it. But first, what do they, what do they think? If I do this, if I, if I, you know, if I see my Uncle Louie, my Uncle Louis doesn't understand if I don't kiss him. So I gotta, I gotta kiss Uncle Louie. You can't kiss Uncle Louie. Who said you didn't kiss Uncle Louis? What? Why are you kissing Uncle Louis? Because I can't not. Nah. You, you're not gonna lose doesn't mean you won't be challenged day one, right? It, it, or, or, or your boss <laughs> at, the, at the company party, right? Like, you know, in, in business ethics, there are certain professions, right, where it's unethical, where people rip off insurances and certain medical pra- practices. People do that, and you get hired for the practice. Actually, I was visiting here. He's telling me about his brother, his brother graduated top of his medical class. He was given a job out of medical school, given a car, sports car, everything, fantastic job. And he you know, he left his first job and within a week he realized that the, the doctor he was hired by his medical practice was, was unethical. They were ripping off insurance. Right? They were doing foul practice. He said this was years ago I was telling the whole story. Right. So what do you do? Right? Do, do, do you do you you are gonna be a Jeep? Right? You're in any business, you to pay taxes. You can, any cash business, you can off the government left and right. Right? You no know, one's no one's giving tabs. You're gonna be unethical. I'm gonna lose out, how am I gonna do this? If it tough, you're not gonna lose, right? if it's gonna be tough on lose by Being ethical. If I have to have a tough one to do that. If I just said no, because again, you want to be a spiritual person, everyone in this room. I mean I'm sure all of us want to feel close to Hashem. But it's also doing what's right in this world, right? And a person to be successful, I'm doing a Virus, but let, you can bring this up way, way higher, right? It's, not you know, somebody just told me, uh, so a man actually told me yesterday, he listened to my Arab Shabbos class, uh, which is online, which is not a bad class to listen to, which I gave in Brooklyn. So this gentleman told me I should give it here. Fine, maybe I'll give it. But, let's say I have this idea, you want to keep Shabbos, An hour early. You want to bring in Shabbos. Okay? And you come up. And you've you've decided this is what's your best. It enhances your whole Shabbos. So you have to have a talk on that. If you do this, whatever comes up is irrelevant. Right? Right? It's irrelevant. Right? I'll give you an example. You know? I don't shake hands with ladies. I don't. Now somebody would ask me in their business is there any leniency I'll tell you there's leniencies or there it doesn't bother you blah 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 I can tell you leniencies there are people who say they are not leniencies I'll tell you there's leniencies if I'm for the right people if that's a Shiloh whoever right so but you know what I don't so I, I see the vice mayor Rose Herrera was at the dinner I'm going to tell you the first time I met her <laughs> and the second time until she started realizing it it's about four or five years ago she was just just elected as a council member and I my name is Rose. Or, you know, now I didn't shake hands. I said, oh, rabbis don't shake hands. <laughs> now, I can tell you, I may have felt there is a leniency. Okay, I happen to strongly believe that Rabbanim for sure should not because it's not so simple, and uh, if Rav does it, then, no, then there's, no, there's no barrier on it. But beyond that, there are, certainly Hasidim don't, there are many fine Jews who don't, and there are many fine Jews who do. It's a gray area. And again, you have to know who you are. In business, where you are, there are leniencies. I don't. and My wife doesn't either. Okay? And if somebody would do it, I wouldn't look, I wouldn't look down on them personally. I know very fine Jews who do. And it's a pathway in life. Fine. But you know what I could have felt? Here's a council member. She can help me out. She must think I'm some kind of misogynist caveman. I don't know what. You know, primitive... Uh, maybe she thought I wish I don't shake non-Jewish hands she happens to be Jewish right? but I, I can tell you I was in many situations like this many situations you know uh, did, I say, did I tell you a story last week about that on the plane it's an unbelievable story I'm on the plane from Florida and these two ladies are right next to me and they're going to a conference in San Francisco and the magazines they were looking at uh, they mean, these ladies are in their 50s they're dressed like they're in their 30s and they were reading magazines that were so vulgar. I yeah, I don't you know where to put my head. I was like, looking at my safer, like I don't know what these people read on their free time. Like they have no the morality today is so terrible. I like, they're reading magazines with like again, and these are like things that they sell on the newsstand. It's not like you have to be embarrassed to, they're reading it like, like this, and looking at pictures, you know, like, commenting, you know. So okay. Most of the plain right I'm speaking to this intermarried Jew next to me about God in the world. You know, God tells me he's agnostic and an atheist. Fine. At the end of the flight, you know, these two ladies are right next to me. And so she said a comment to me. And I said a comment back to her. And she loved the comment I made. She's like, oh, that was so awesome! She's like, high five! So, right, high five. So I said, gotta tell you something. Many rabbis and certainly of the rabbis they don't shake hands. I only shake hands with my wife and my mother. That's a laissez touch and she looks at me, this like 55-year-old lady, pretending she's 32, and she looks at me and she says, you "No, know, i got to marry someone like you. <laughs> I said, she said, i my husband. I want to marry someone like you who only touches their wife. That's fantastic. <laughs> that's huge. Like she was like, then she's like, and then she tells me this lady, she says, that's great. You know, I live in Boca Raton, Florida, and I see, well, Boca Raton as uh, a community probably about 700 Orthodox families, right? I look at these religious people like you, they walk on the street, their wives are happy, they're happy, they have little kids, I'm always so envious of them, like, oh, I, I was going to tell her, if you don't read magazines, maybe your husband will look at you differently, like that, you know, I don't know if she's married, she's like her fourth husband, I have no idea, right? I don't know if she has kids, but like, when you're living, when you're living like that, I don't know what you expect, but you know what? What could I have done? I would embarrass her, and this is not terrible calculation or I, you do what's talking, again if you do things that are so reckless if I, I if I make things up out of thin air or it's, that's that, that's you can't rely on Hashem with that but you have a path of life based on spirituality or Hashem says keep Torah and mitzvahs you ain't gonna lose right uh, you, know you know how hard it is to be in an office oh you're office at the table you're at the Shabbos table you're at the Shabbos table Ah, the Helega, the Holy Shabbos. You know, Helega is... No, it's the... Holy, the Holy Shabbos table, right? I fi- I saw your husband's book on the movie this year, Yiddish. I figure, you know, he speaks Yiddish at home. So, uh, <laughs> right? The Haliga Shabbos table at the Holy Shabbos table. And fantastic. You know what? You don't speak... You speak good things at the Shabbos table. You eat at somebody else's house. And they start speaking Lashon hara. Now it's at your house you feel a little bit like you're in control. Now you're at someone else's. Let's raise the stakes. There are three other families now. <laughs> three other families there, and somebody starts talking lashon hara. Do you know what so and so did? Now basically, let me just explain to you what happened. Somebody brought pig, pig to the table. Nothing less. Person speaks lashon hara. That's a lav. The Torah prohibition. And they brought it to the table. Now, they're serving pig. And not only are they eating pig, they're feeding pig to you. <laughs> they're feeding pig to you. And you're going to be liable. And guess what happens if you speak Lash and Hara? You're judged. You want to have Yom Kippur during the year? You want to feel what Yom Kippur feels like during the year? Speak Lash and Hara. That's the best way to get judged during the year. God looks at you and says, Oh, you're going to speak for my children. Let's see what you deserve in your life, and let's see what you don't deserve. But you know what happens in life? You're with four other people, four other families, and you don't want to be the weirdo. You don't want to be the fromak. You know what a fromak is? No fromak. We're a very religious person, too religious. Too. You don't. You don't want to be the uh, the rabble rouser. Meanwhile, you're eating pig. Well, what is a? It's a not now, not saying to say, Shh, no lashon hara. Okay, you you're gonna be a, you change the topic, and if you're stuck, you actually have to say, you know with a smile on your face you and say, guys, you can't talk about this, right? And if they won't listen, you gotta get up and walk away from the table. You know why? Because Hashem says not to listen to lashon hara. I am worried it's gonna happen. You're not gonna lose out. You'll lose out if you sit and listen to it. You'll lose. You'll lose out an Oilam Haba, and you'll lose out in Oilam Hazem. You gotta have B'tacham. You gotta know that you're not gonna lose by not listening to Lashon Hara But you will lose if you do. It takes your tachon it's your own Shabbos table. This mirrors. You know, you go to bench, you have the kugel. the Cholins. Wonderful! It's the pig came also with the Lashon Hara Not so easy. <laughs> not so easy, especially when you're a guest. When you're a guest, how about this? Somebody shows a product. I'm really okay? It's someone's house and they take out broccoli. And you start talking. Uh, how do you check it? Oh, I don't check broccoli. Mm-hmm. Broccoli really needs to be checked for bugs. You sell broccoli, frozen broccoli. Good. Telling you, hello. Everyone go to Pars, broccoli, fantastic, right? So, I feel a few people listening to that online, they've been, they've been telling me, sorry. You yeah, got a free commercial, right? So, uh, um, what's the phone number? <laughs> so, so, right? What are you going to do? You can't eat broccoli if no one checked. If you don't eat it, you'll insult it. And then, by the way, I'm not saying to be dis- not sensitive. You, of course, Absolutely, absolutely, you have to be sensitive to people. Absolutely, you have to take people's feelings into very much account. But you can't eat poison and be sensitive. If you knew that there's poison there, first of all, if there be tochel, and Hashem says not to eat bugs, He means it. <laughs> right, that's serious. Right? That's serious. It means Hashem says something. It's serious. Serious. Number two, and number two is you have to have talking That if you do the right thing, you ain't gonna lose you're not going to lose. You have to be told, Hashem says, if I do this, there's no negative consequence. It doesn't mean to, by the way, let me get, let's go back to Uncle Louie. Remember Uncle Louie? Mm-hmm. He comes to hug and kiss you. You're a married lady. Uncle Louie, you're not six years old anymore. So, you know, I told. I had a friend, this guy he grew up in a very, very weak Orthodox home. He went to yeshiva, he became very Orthodox. He told me, he went back to his hometown, which was, a weak orthodox area. And his mother's friend saw him. He'd become much religious. she said, well, you still have to hug me. He said, I don't hug the ladies anymore. He was, the guy's 19 years old. He says, no, nope, you're going to hug me. And this guy's about six foot four, 250 pounds. Big guy. his biggest guy in Shiva. She starts chasing him. And he told me, she started chasing him around the table. And he's running around the table. And she's running after him. Right? And she's, you're going to hug me. Some 50-year-old lady running after this guy to hug him. Right? I, I would love to have watched that on tape. You know? <laughs> but, right? But you know what? So, you know what's this is not this is real life. Sometimes you lose your job if you, don't, if you keep Shabbos. And sometimes you lose your, your, your uncle gets upset at you. Or your friends say, what are you doing? And they, you feel like you lost out. You talk, how I means you didn't lose out? i Remember that, that example of the Shabbos... You got to have kefshab, you got a new job, you're a more wealthy person. I said a couple, few weeks ago, you never lose out. You may be challenged, you may be tested, you may have a short-term difficulty, right? That woman who covers her hair, again, when she's ready for it. I'm not telling you, if you're not ready to cover your hair, I'm telling you, are ready to cover your hair. Right? That cousin, that sibling, you're gonna make fun of, you know, somebody told me they were in a neighborhood, started covering their hair, nobody did it. It was very difficult. Not easy to be different. Huh? Not easy to be different. Not, okay, I'm not talking to a person's not a level. Where's the level? You're supposed to be doing this. It. Mitzvah Torah. <laughs> okay? Yeah, not easy. So, you're gonna be challenged. I know somebody I was involved with many years ago. The woman's husband didn't want to cover the hair. Now that's serious, by the way. But she was like, tshuva, I wanna do this. Of course you should do it. I mean, you know, actually I dealt with the opposite. I was once, Involved in the car of a person, this was this actually was. I can't tell you how serious this was. The, guy, the woman's wife didn't want to go to the That really gets <laughs> really problematic, right? You make someone religious, and the wife doesn't want to go. I mean, uh, that was like a very difficult situation, okay? But the, the guy's husband doesn't want it. Well, she wanted to. Wait, now the husband's very happy, very very happy. But you know what? What could have happened? She would have never done it. She, by the way, it would have stunted her whole religious growth. Because she never really got to, to, to the next level. And all she had to do was deal with, at the end of it all, this particular situation, two weeks of grumbling, two weeks, and many years later now. And the husband's quite happy in this situation. Right? But, you need to have a talk on, doesn't it? Everything works out well the first minute, like, you, you, you don't shake the hand, you know, and the mayor comes to your dinner. it mean, doesn't always happen that way. Kamish is insulted! <laughs> How dare you! I'm not talking to you again. I didn't lose out. If that's why you're insulted, you weren't, me- I, 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 you, I didn't lose out. Doesn't mean you're not tested and challenge. Tacham means that you don't feel, you did what's right. I didn't work on Shabbos. I'm not gonna lose out. I didn't speak Russian Hara. I ain't learned, I'm not losing out. I dressed properly. I'm not I didn't speak foul language, even though people around me were. and I, I, I didn't lose out. Person, has we talk about Hashem? Right, it means in the person can live happily that way. Right? And it, it but that's as far as really it touches our mitzvahs particularly The second thing, this is particularly germane to all your life. The Yaksh, not only does Hashem keep all this, he's gonna bring Moshiach as he promised. There'll be a world to come as Hashem promised. Right? There'll be a resurrection of the dead as Hashem promised, That there'll be David and we say every day, Makai Raisam. Right? And Hashem says that hey, if you keep in my Torah, you be blessed. You have to know that. The Jew keeps Torah. Every day I learn Torah. If I learn Gemara, I can do a jig. How lucky. I'm a rich man. Fantastic. You keep Shabbos? He thinks you alright, uh, Yom or called Shomer Shabbos. Right? They were blessed in this world. We're blessed. I'm wealthy. I do what's right. feel fantastic. I'm a rich man if I was a rich man I am a rich man right person feels for the idea which I'm for sure i gebenched for doing that I'm for sure blessed for doing that for sure good but beyond Hashem's promises Hashem promises if you do this you'll be successful if you do this you'll be successful beyond that so, Hashem doesn't tell me if I go to school I'll be successful doesn't tell me I'm married Hashem doesn't tell me who to marry how to marry this person Right? How do I know to move here? How do I know to do this job? Uh, that there's no guarantees. Uh, that's not bitachon that's something else. The yisna lo asal. Hashem will do will do good, even though He didn't promise certain things. Which means, if you, if a person believes in Hashem and puts his faith in Hashem, Hashem will help him simply because you believe in Hashem. Means that Hashem wants, since Hashem wants to give us good. Actually, I have my notes over here that the Vilna Gaon says on Mishlay on Proverbs, Proverbs that B'tochon, I'll, I'll quote it because I, I wrote it down some. It's if anyone has the Vilna Gaon, it's the Gra on Mishlay, Parakidal Yedaleh He says a The Vilna Gaon says is There's two aspects of B'tochon. Echad she'Kadosh Baruch <laughs> Hashem told Avram, "You do this, I'll make you wealthy." Hashem promises something; he's going to guarantee it. Hashem says, "Keep Shabbos to get bracha." Guaranteed. Actually, Rebbeinu Yona on Mishlei. Rebbeinu Yona on it um, Reminds me. He says that if Hashem promises, you're like a servant. What's the job? You know, you're waiting for your wages. You do the job. You get your wages. You keep Shabbos. You get your wages. You do mitzvahs. You're not going to lose that You're going to fresh sure you get your wages. So, right? It's guaranteed. Nothing to worry about. That's mitochon. Hashem says, do this. Do this mitzvahs. You're guaranteed success. Right? Doesn't mean you won't be challenged. Part of life has been challenged. That's but ultimately bracha. Shomer mitzvah Any you lose was not for your good. You want to get anything from that? You wouldn't get any, absolutely anything. wrong, right. Right. right? You won't get anything. You steal, that money will be taken away. Either psycho- you take your kids to so, a psychologist, you lose the money over there, or you'll get sick. You steal money, that money is not going to bring you any bracha. You'll lose it in other areas. it. You'll end up like uh, Mrs. Harman's neighbor. Mr. Epstein. You grew up with Mr. Jeffrey oh, Epstein. Right, right. right. The front page of the news around the world: in jail. Right? Are you steal? You think you're going to win? You're going to lose in this world. You'll be in jail in this world. You'll lose for sure in the next world. That's what we talk about. It means, hey, Hashem says, promises. Hashem promised Abraham you'll be wealthy. You have a guarantee. It says the Vulnagain. There's other areas of like life you have no guarantees. That's called Khisayan. If you look in the prayers right? Now, that's a different area of faith that's relying on Hashem's kindness Hashem's greatest we're going to elaborate on the, on the weeks ahead it means I don't know that this guy is the right guy to marry you know for some people if you by the way if you have calculations of having children <laughs> right go, going to school again the numbers don't work out I don't know it doesn't mean to be irresponsible, but you're, you're irresponsibly, right? I'm gonna put my kid in this class. You gotta, how do I know it's gonna work? I'm gonna buy this house. you guarantee this house? Not gonna have problems? Was that promise to Torah if you buy this house, you're okay? No, it wasn't. Was it promise to Torah that if, you know, you invest in this stock, you're gonna be successful? No, it wasn't. How do you know How are you comfortable doing any of these things? Right? We live in a world where there's lots of ups and downs. And again, remember one thing. We have 40,000 days. Every day, we're supposed to live tranquilly. Right? Of course, making wise... So you buy a house, you better do due diligence. You marry somebody, there's no blind faith in marriages. You better look into them. Right? Which is why the Shaduchim system is very good because you, before you date, you look to speak to the friends, speak to the family, you, you sit down, you have serious conversations. Right? It's not, it doesn't start in the bedroom. It starts outside. That's making sure this person's a mensch, right? Or for the men who are ever listening to this, you know, the woman's normal. She's healthy, physically healthy, spiritually healthy, emotionally healthy. You gotta got do those, you can't, you know, you, if you wake up one morning and, you know, you didn't do medical tests and you're, you're, you can have children who are, have problems, that's your fault. You should have, today we live in a world where you can check for Tay-Sachs. You better check for Tay-Sachs. You better check for tay right? And you, before you date a person, you better find out who you're dating. You mean, I'm, 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 again, somebody has schizophrenia, by pull-up. But you better know that before you marry them. And you can find it out. You should check out who you marry, who you're dating. Right? Is that, it's a, you're, you're obligated to. You're obligated before you buy a business. Don't buy a business unless you know what you're buying. In every area of life it's like that. You're obligated to do due judgment even after you did what you're supposed to do. And you, listen, you may say, I want to buy it anyways. Fine. You can take on, that's fine. You're entitled to do that. But you chose that. How about when you, after you've done, you, how do you go know to the utmost extent? A million things can happen. Right? Do you want to buy a house today? I saw news that San Jose is the number one seller's market in the United States. Mm-hmm. By the way, I mean, that, that they're including Palo Alto, which be in South is in San Diego and Los Altos and that. But this South Bay is the number one seller's market. So maybe I shouldn't buy a house right now. Right? Maybe it can keep going up. I don't know. How do I, how do I, do I buy a house today? I can have to be a profit to know whether to buy a house the next five years and can still double. Right? Who knows what's going to happen? And you make decisions, but, right? just just called chisayat. means after, and I stress due diligence because we, you know, sloppy homework is not, you know, Shem ex- expects us to make smart decisions. You can't, like, you know, I, I, whenever I deal with parents who are sending kids to, to yeshivas or seminaries, it's like sometimes like, they blind faith. Oh, I'll send my kids to school. Are you out of your mind? Are you out of your mind? I mean, how do you just send a kid First of all, why would you spend $15,000, $20,000 knowing where your kid's going? The education they're, going, they're getting? Who are they, what kind of kids are in these schools? I can tell you there are schools where the kids are learning day and night, and there are schools where some kids take drugs. <laughs> you gotta know where your kid's going, right? Like anything. You, we can't be negligent. You wanna get married, you better know who you're marrying. You, you wanna make a job, you better know the business. You wanna take a loan, you better make sure that it's a good mortgage. But after you've done that, there's a billion things that can go wrong. A billion things that can go wrong. A billion things that you can just worry. You can worry till Mashiach comes, and you still, you know, there's enough worries to bear. And you're gonna be happy doing it. So that's called chisayan. The Jew has to have faith in Hashem that, listen, I did, oh Allah, I'm I'm the job and I can't finish the job. But Hashem, you're, you're the Balkhaz of the world. You know, you're watching over me. You're, you're, you're taking care of me. Remember I said last week that, that highway, right to cross the 280, if you're a seven year old kid, you're trying to cross the 280 and cars are zooming by, be terrified to cross it. But if your father's holding your hand, I've done this to my kids, they're looking at the street to cross, they're terrified. But I hold their hand, they don't have a care in the world, they cross the street, they're smiling, they're playing, and they're not worried, No you know what? cause I'm holding their hand. Father holds your hand, Hashem holds your hand in life. In the weeks ahead, actually, we'll learn how not only to feel Hashem holding our hand, but actually through talking through chisayon, how to have more of Hashem holding our hand. And the more we feel Hashem in the more we connect to Hashem, and that will affect how we pray in this world, that will affect how we live in this world, that will affect our happiness in this world. But I want to stress again, that the greatest benefit of this, you know, beyond, beyond all the benefits that, that we've mentioned until now, and that is increased ability to live the lives that we're supposed to live, to serve Hashem, not to be paralyzed, not to be scared, to do what's right in this world, right? to sleep well, to feel as 40,000 days in this world. Why should one day, why should even one day, we should be, it's now 920, we should, remember, we should be ending 925, right? right? We should say today, it's a great day, how lucky I am. What a beautiful day. What a wonderful world. You know, What a wonderful life. How can I feel Hashem in this world? How? What could I be doing better? How could? That's what Betochan brings a person. That it, it brings a person happiness. And not only that, as we're about to, to learn, it brings Hashem uh, more into our lives and therefore we have more Hashkachah pravites, we have more divine providence lives, we have more watching of Hashem in our lives. And ultimately, we have more bracha in our lives. Okay, thank you. <laughs>